In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of a greeting this might be. You know, I have a lot of sympathy for Mary because when an angel appears and tells you that the Lord is with you, chances are good that your best laid plans are not long for this world. Angels are messengers. Their lack of sympathy for existing plans is notorious. For God's plans often differ from our own designs on life. And Mary was no exception. God had plans for Mary that she could never have imagined and may not have chosen for herself. And in that way, Mary has a lot in common with us. The choices we make do matter, but their influence can hardly compare with what we cannot choose, but simply receive. Things like who our parents are, or in what century and country we were born in, and how we were brought up, and if the sun rises again tomorrow. Those are things we receive rather than choose. In Luke 1 verse 30, the angel says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. We have no indication that Mary found favor with God because of choices that she had made. In fact, the Bible is full of people whom God chooses despite the choices they made. Which is good news for sinners like us. God has favored us by taking on our human lot and joining us not in our sin, but despite our sin to deliver us from that sin by taking it on himself and putting it to death in his own death so that we might walk in newness of life. It's in his righteousness, despite our choices, that we, like Mary, find favor with God. And this is no reason to take sin lightly or to make decisions carelessly, but a reminder of how much we have received through no merit of our own. We were, not, we were all born not having to reinvent the wheel or an alphabet or antibiotics or money or a legal system or God becoming man to reconcile us to himself. They were all discovered, invented, or handed on to us by our forebears. The very best things in life are gifts which we can receive with gratitude. Mary had a choice. She could have told the angel, thanks but no thanks, I've made other plans. Find someone else to have this child. We don't know what would have happened if she had. 
What we do know is that she did not, but instead said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. It's hard to imagine a more beautiful, powerful, or countercultural statement. As someone who loves his freedom, Mary's words come to me as a shock. Because I'm a careful planner, and I like to chart my own course. When things get in my way, my first instinct is to clear my path, get them out of there, and proceed as planned. But not Mary. Mary gives us an alternative to jealously guarded self-determination in which no one else is allowed to encroach on our autonomy or individual rights. Mary is not threatened by Gabriel's news. She's not offended by God having a plan for her that may have been different from her own. She knows both who she is and whose she is. Her trust in God gives her deep reserves of security about her future, be it surprising or otherwise. Here I am, the servant of the Lord, she said. Let it be with me according to your word. In her willing assent to God's change of direction for her life, Mary is a model of faith for us. When we confront situations that we did not choose, pleasant or unpleasant, we can model our attitude on Mary's. That doesn't mean that we have to grin and bear whatever comes our way, however awful. Mary was not a doormat. But she was aware of her limits, of her finitude, that God is trustworthy, and that the best things in life are often not those that we choose, but that we receive as gifts. To insist on complete control is to needlessly reinvent the wheel, or more likely, not to, because we're not that clever, and then to foolishly forgo its many blessings. And yet Mary is not passive or indifferent. She doesn't adopt a resigned attitude of, well, whatever happens, happens. Instead, she chooses to welcome and participate in God's plan, saying, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Last week, I listened to an interview with the economist Russell Roberts. Charles Cook asked Dr. Roberts what he meant by encouraging people to live like an artist. Dr. Roberts responded by quoting William Faulkner, who said, you know, it's easy to write a novel. All you do is follow your characters around with a notebook and write down what they say. What Roberts recognized in Faulkner's words was that much of the best art cannot be meticulously planned in advance, but is instead started and then followed. The process of creation and of living itself generates purpose and direction that is not accessible in advance like Abraham setting out from Haran, not knowing where he was going, and the Israelites from Egypt, not knowing how they would get back to Canaan or when. So too, we learn by stepping out in faith 
in ways that we cannot plan for. Like Mary, none of us is living quite the life we signed up for. Thanks be to God, for if we were, we would be living in the natural state of man. That is, the high life of the Stone Age, replete with hunting and gathering, intestinal worms and festering sores, zero literacy, famine, exposure, and extremely poor internet service. Not to mention having to guess at who God is and being constantly worried that he or she or they would be out to get us unless appeased with the sacrifice. And so we can be grateful for what we have received, even when it's not all that we may have wished. And in the difficult, unplanned, and uncertain times, we can remember, A, the angel's words to Mary, do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. And B, Mary's example, we can make room for God's unexpected intervention, saying, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Despite all we've learned during and since the Stone Age, there is still so much we don't know. Life requires faith. It requires trust. We are not God. We are not the Messiah. And we cannot do everything ourselves. As finite creatures whom God has redeemed, it is good for us to practice our faith and to trust God. That is what children do. And in holy baptism, God has made us his children. So it is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this, however nerve-wracking and inconvenient it may be. In Mary, God made his home among us mortals. In Mary's son, Jesus, God brought his kingdom and his righteousness to us to give to us as gifts. When we receive them in faith, they yield new life and salvation. Faith is not just a one-and-done thing, but a way of life, as artists know. In Mary, we have a model of what Romans 16, verse 26 calls the obedience of faith in the face of unexpected circumstances, a model we can imitate in our own unexpected and unplanned circumstances. Mary reminds us, that we're all in this unpredictable world together and that God has not left us alone. He is with us. And as he did with Mary, God calls his baptized children, his favored ones, whatever our circumstances, and his presence dispels our fears. To that we can respond with Mary. Here am I, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word.